Hello, Darren Smith. What's coming up on the Always Loyal Podcast? Hi, Jordan Carruth. It's episode 21 of the Always Loyal Podcast. We're going to speak to the voice of San Diego Loyal, Jack Cronin, on his amazing goal call, on an amazing goal from Alejandro Guido. The Always Loyal Podcast is next. Quedarse con el balón con clase y calidad, con estilo por arriba, con el sombrerito, la salida de los San Diego Loyal. Alejandro Guido que toma esa pelota, va San Diego buscando el gol. ¿Quién el gol? ¡El impulso! Do you need new shades? Live life in forward motion with Blender's Eyewear. They unite bold colors with proven performance, creating epically spicy style. For a limited time only, you can use code LOYAL20 for 20% off your next purchase. Trust us, life's better blended. Darren, um, Alejandro Guido left the Las Vegas lights keeper blended in net with that goal. We're going to chat it up with Jack Cronin, who was on the call over the weekend and also making an appearance alongside Alejandro Guido on SportsCenter in the top five overall. So a very fun podcast coming up. It is a pleasure to see you once again. Now, I know Jack Cronin, you and I both work with him. He's a pretty humble fella. So you and I can have this conversation. That was an amazing goal. Maybe the goal of SD Loyal's history, short history now in season number three. Best goal in club history. Tremendous call as well. What did you enjoy more? We were there. You and I were sitting next to one another enjoying some Buena Vesa in the sun on Father's Day. What did you enjoy more, the goal or hearing the call right. when you yeah. got out of Torero Stadium? Well, between those two, my favorite was the goal itself. But second was Jack Cronin's goal call which was very good. Like you mentioned, we were sitting together actually in this moment when Guido scored uh, in the middle of a story. And then it's like, Oh my goodness, look at this shot. It might go in and we both go crazy because it did. Um, yeah. I, I liked the goal more, but Cronin absolutely delivered the goods as expected. I will tell you uh, full disclosure here. I was that guy in that moment in that I was looking at Jordan who was to my left which was facing West loyal was attacking East. I missed it live. Mm. See, I did not set you up to have to reveal that for the record, but I'm an open book, Jordan, right? Darren went, Darren is very honest and he's going to go ahead and admit that he was in the middle of a story. I don't remember what the story was about. It <laughs> didn't matter. Um, Never finished it. <laughs> didn't finish it, <laughs> but I was left explaining exactly what happened and how crazy it was. And I will tell you the very first thing I did after leaving the match was hopping on my phone to see exactly the goal itself. Cause you want to see a replay. That's the thing when you're actually there in person, you, you miss out. Well, you don't miss on replays cause they do deliver the replays in stadium. So you don't miss out on them. Um, but it's just one of those moments you want to savor. You want to see it over and over again. And so that was the very first thing I did after the match. I, I wanted to see that highlight. Clearly a two, one loss is not what anyone wanted. Mm. Not what anyone wanted, but that that goal itself and the fact that we're having Jack Cronin on the podcast, we will start with that. Jack Cronin coming up here in segment number two. Um, he's been the voice of San Diego Loyal since the very beginning, so we look forward to that, and it will be his first appearance on the Always Loyal podcast. That was, uh, you know, how matter much soccer you've seen in your life, 
that has to be on a short list of best goals that anybody's ever seen live. And your point's the right point. Everything about Sunday was great, except for the except for the final score, except for the, for losing, dropping points at home, dropping points from a winning position. I realized that the goal came very early on. There was the missed penalty kick. There was the amazing Guido goal. Then there was the equalizer from Vegas. And then there was the go-ahead goal there late. Everything about it from pregame at Def Brewing with Chavos, with the locals. By the way, with this new uh, subset of fans, the SD Fiends, have you figured out the SD Fiends yet and the black denim sleeveless jackets that everybody's wearing here. I see so many supporters now wearing that. So there's like this offshoot of locals and Chavos, but the pregame, the weather was amazing. The company was fantastic. It's a proven fact. Buena Vesa does taste better at Torero stadium during a day game. I think you and I have enough experience there that we can make that declaration. We can That's confirm science. that. That is science. And then we saw that amazing goal. I thought Loyal played really well, but ultimately dropping points is dropping points and dropping all three at home against Vegas. Jordan to me is one of those that you, you know, too early to predict exactly what it's going to mean, but we're not, you know, this isn't a banner year for Phoenix. This isn't, you know, Orange County is trash. It's not what Orange County has been like, ah, man, that one, that, that stung just the, the full-time score there walking out of there with nothing to show for it. Yeah. Other Maybe than this- a great highlight. Maybe this is a product of me not working in sports radio for a few years. Maybe it's a product of me being a new dad. But like my takeaway from Sunday is the fact that I spent Father's Day with Luca, had a good time, saw a bunch of the locals, hung out with them, hung out with Darren, spent really good time with him, perhaps snuck in a few point of aces. I don't know. Yeah, like that's what I'm going to remember. Now we could do the whole, we lost 2-1. What is wrong with the squad? What's going on? This could really cost us. And like, listen, like these kind of losses could come back to haunt you. They really can. We saw it last year. These type of losses are the ones where you're like, I really wish I had those points because you know what? Now we're on the road to start the playoffs instead of at home. So you, you just don't know how this story will, will end. Who knows? Maybe San Diego Loyal will be lifting a trophy by the end of the season. Or maybe this is a game where you're like, oh my goodness, I really wish we had it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for me, that's what I'm going to remember. It was a really good Father's Day for me. And it was fun hanging out with friends and family and sneaking in a few Bonavases, like I said, and watching a very fun goal. Now the result itself, not so fun. I get it. Um, but... That's that's going to be my memory from Sunday. Absolutely. I mean, to me, and, and the more and more even being in sports radio, the more I think about what fandom is, that is exactly how you just described it there. I don't I, I sort of reject that whole idea. It's a weird sort of uh, side street that we're on right now. You know, that that the only thing that ever matters is, you know, does it result in a championship or not? It is about memories. It's about, Hey, like I was there when Guido scored that amazing goal right. that ended up on sports center, top five, who you're with, the memories that you form along the way. It's, you know, it's all about journeys for me, not so destination, but in this case, you know, that does feel like one of those, you know, the, the Louisville match at home was a bit dodgy because they were preparing for the U S open cup. You know, this is, clearly of, of two losses at Torero stadium. This is the one that you'd say, yeah, that, that one stung a little bit more than the previous one, especially against the Vegas team, which you know, had been pretty mediocre, but to your point, you know, we're 15 into this still have more than half the season to go plenty of time to get back into a groove, get back into the consistent winning that we saw earlier this year. But you know, I also think that this is a club right now that wants to 
to take something to take it season to the next level. And, mm-hmm. You know, you certainly would say that that a season where you're seeing Phoenix down in Orange County down, you know, that, that you'd want to hold your own at home, especially against Vegas. Right. Now, I think lights are doing better than I would have guessed going into the season. They're a little bit of a better squad than I would have guessed. You could bring up the fact that they they crushed Orange County, the reigning champs, although Orange County doesn't appear to be the same squad this year. They have wins at Charleston, wins at El Paso. They beat Phoenix. Like You can bring up some pretty impressive wins so far this year. But I would counter all of that with the fact that that was Light's most impressive win of the season. If they were going to circle one game so far, they've played up into this date, and we're recording on June 21st, their best win of the season is on the road at San Diego. The man on the call for Alejandro Guido's very, very sexy goal. And really, honestly, what I thought after he scored was this man deserves a shot at tequila right now in the middle of the game. He deserves to run over to the locals, take a quick little shot, and then continue the match if he (laughs) wants to. That's what I thought. I thought he deserved that after such a beautiful goal. And the man on the call, who uh, we later heard on SportsCenter, and seeing Alejandro Guido, of course, was Jack Cronin, the voice of San Diego Loyal, who joins the podcast next. Martin, wonderfully done up the line. Guido, after he drew the penalty from long range, Guido fires away! What a shot! That's just a lovely, lovely strike from Alejandro Guido. He hits it so well. Jack Cronin, what's it like being on SportsCenter? Hey, uh, it's pretty cool. Although, again, it's a visual medium. So the most important thing is to actually see uh, the goal and the atmosphere. But it was pretty cool. It's good stuff on Sunday. It's not even his first time on SportsCenter. Uh, well, I understand that. But as somebody who's never been on SportsCenter, I'm simply asking what it's like to be on SportsCenter because your call of Guido's goal on Sunday, that was SportsCenter top five material was awesome um again it to me it's just it further increases the exposure so like if this is on sports center what what are the next couple of games gonna be like hey what are you on you know espn2 what are you want like for the team for the league for the exposure of it that's why i promote that stuff because it's all additive it all builds upon itself but it was really cool it's nice fun. which oh. sports center call of yours is your favorite oh man uh i don't know i don't know i don't <laughs> i mean i don't have like, I don't look back. I don't have like favorite calls really like, cause I'm, I'm completely in the moment. Like I'm completely mm-hmm. uh, in the moment there. And uh, so, and like I said, any, it's cool to be featured, like, you know, all the way back to like Ricky Henderson stuff. Like it's cool to be featured, but it's, it's all additive. So it's great. Okay. So you said you're, you're in the moment. So yeah. is that an out of body experience when you have a goal, like what Guido scored seventh minute, I think it was Sunday against Vegas. Is it an out-of-body experience? If I were to say to you 10 minutes later, do you remember what you said? Would you be able to tell us? Well, it's funny, kind of, because I I actually thought I had said one thing, and then I listened back to it, and it turns out I said something else. Um, so kind of, but then not really, because you want to be free and open. You want you don't want to have anything scripted. You want to have everything's got to be free and open, and if it's in the seventh minute or the 87th minute. You want it to be. You just want to be available to to react to the moment. That's why I try and not 
over, you know, over saturate or do too many things. Like you just got, you want to be watching at all times and just reacting to the moment. And it helps that for loyal, there's a great atmosphere. You're on top of it. It's a great stadium. You're on top of it. You feel the energy, you feed off of it. It's a good level of play. And so you're ready at any moment. Did the goal surprise you? Yes. Yes. I am always, I never, like, I'm always surprised by these long range ones. I'm always like, Whoa, uh, that's part of what the magic of it is. It's part of the magic is that it surprised the defenders. It surprises the fans. It surprises you watching it or you calling it. Um, and keep in mind that moment, San Diego just missed a penalty. So, you know, you're, Hey, how are they going to react? What's going to happen here? And then just seconds later, Guido hits probably what is the best goal in franchise history these three years. Yeah, I think the element of surprise is what buoys the call, the reaction inside the stadium based on how people respond to it. Um, It was just one of those moments where everything stood still while the ball was in the air. And then all of a sudden you see it hit the back of the net. And the surprise is what takes over for, for everyone. So a very fun moment, which leads me to my next question. How great was it to be back at Torero stadium after all this time? <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I mean, and the best crowd of the year, uh, just awesome. Great atmosphere. You never know what to expect. You go from a night game, say a Friday, Saturday night to a Sunday afternoon. You never know. It's a holiday and people came out and they were fired up and it was a great crowd. And it really felt like things were back. And for San Diego, it had been eight weeks. You know, this is the second game of a row at home, but it had been eight weeks there. And you don't want to lose people's attention, um, their, their attachment. Their, you know, uh, people are invested, certainly, but you don't want to lose that. It was great to see. So can I ask, because you, you said something there, and I don't think we're guilty of recency bias here. You know, I realize yeah. that, and certainly in media, of which we all work, we are guilty at times. Everything is the greatest and everything's the worst. And it seems like there's no real room in the middle for any of this. But I, I think it's it's very valid to suggest that that might be the best goal, the most impressive goal that we've seen in SD Loyal history. I wonder with that comes what sort of responsibility is the play-by-play guy? You know, as somebody who's now chronicling that, not just for a player, right? Not just for the vanity of Sports Center, which we've already joked about, but also chronicling that potentially for history. Like, what what is that like as a play-by-play guy to, to carry that with you at any given moment when even you're least expecting it to your point from earlier? Yeah, it's a great question because there is a little bit of, you know, it, since you are there to promote and have fun and be part of that moment, there is a little bit where you do build things up, right? So you, you, maybe it's, you know, it's a 10 instead of a nine, like, Oh man, what, you know, but I'll tell you in, in, in all honesty, that is the best that I've seen. It's one of the best goals I've ever seen in my life in person. And to have that, you know, three years in being lucky to call nearly every game at home, um, it's it's something I can say, hey, it's what I have seen. I've watched a lot of the road games. I think I know this. And in my opinion, it is. I've reflected upon it. I said it in the moment. I said it right afterward to Sal on the air. And I thought back to it. I, I don't think of anything. I, there's some favorite goals that I have. Miguel Berry scoring one on a breakaway. Um, I even Kelly Montgomery scoring that come from behind one, a down a man against Orange County. Like those are some of my favorite goals, but as far as best goal, that was it in franchise history. Total, total class as well. And, and given that it was just about a year ago that restrictions were lifted, right? I know it feels like another lifetime ago, but you did that first season and they were, they were ghost games, right? Nobody in attendance. The three of us were lucky to be there behind closed doors. Have you had you changed your broadcast at all with fans there? I don't know that that is or isn't a conscious decision, but you mentioned it a little bit, listening to the crowd reaction as well, having the best announced crowd of the season at Torero Stadium this past year. And maybe it's a subconscious 
reaction or or tweak from a, a broadcasting standpoint. But how much different is it? How much better is it when you're doing it in front of a, a lively crowd like what we had at Torero Stadium on Sunday? I don't change anything, but it does get better because the energy's better. The 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 feeling of it is better. You do feed off of that. And it doesn't matter if it's a high school game or it's the World Series or it's the World Cup or whatever. Like you you feed off of that as a player, as a broadcaster, as a fan, you do feed off that. So I don't change anything. Like I remember sitting in that first meeting with you guys, the two of you guys, us and, uh, and Nate Abrea, my Walker, like we're sitting around going like, Hey, what, you know, how, what do we do here as we're getting on the air? And somebody asked, Hey, what, what do you, how do you approach it? I said, my approach is to call every one of these games. Like it's a world cup game, like every single one. Of these. That's how much fun I want to have. And so I don't change anything but I know that the calls do change based on the play, the player, and obviously the fans and the atmosphere absolutely does change it. Very much part of the celebration of, of game day in San Diego. Uh, I want to ask about a player who's been around for a while with San Diego. And I'm also going to ask about a new player. Uh, let's start with Guido since we've been chatting about him yeah. and his goal, his impact this year. Uh, I don't know if you've seen anything different, if you notice it, notice anything different, but what do you think of his role so far in 2022? He's been one of the best players in the league. He has been incredible. Uh, it's something that goes back to what he broke down for you guys on this podcast early in the season, which I thought was an incredible interview. You guys always ask incredible questions, but for Guido to be that raw and that available was awesome to listen to. And he laid it out and he said, he's in better shape. He's in better shape this year. So we get 90 minutes of Guido most often instead of 60 minutes or whatever. Plus he just, he has embraced it. I mean, you saw his reaction. I don't know if you watched the video the team put out of like, there was this awesome fan who captured his celebration on their cell phone right afterward. And he just, it's, he can, he's feeling it this year and he's embracing it this year. And a lot of that is health and fitness and physical parts of his game. But so he's already had this. He just hasn't had the time to do it. And it, it showed him being one of the best players. I mean, he's on a, he's to me on an all 11 at the end of the season. Uh, mm -hmm. He's, you know, he's, he can play multiple positions. He's best in this role, which is roving, attacking mid uh, and creator. And Sal said it on Sunday, just, you know, anytime he's in space, it's magic. It's, it, he has been really fun to watch for his entire time, but mostly this year. Yeah, I, he he referenced his endurance getting better, but I think yeah. his energy is really what's through the roof this season. Yeah. So energy, I mean, his that's presence, playing, right? Like his, right. his yeah. presence out there is, is yeah. totally different than it's been in the past. I think that moment with the fan kind of it kind of captures that too. There was an intensity level to that goal yeah. response as well, and I think that's something we've seen uh, kicked up a few notches here in 2022. The other player I wanted to bring up, the new player Kyle Vassell. We saw him get brought on on the 69th minute. Um, he nor we see him start more often than not. What do you think? his impact so far and how important he is going forward. Yeah. I, thought, I think it's just a rest thing this past Sunday. Yeah. He, when he's on the field, he's electric and he is a guy who can probably play at the next level and shows it and knows his role. Like he's got a role and that is post up being a nine and firing. Like a man, he almost had one. Their keeper had a great game on Sunday or else sell in a very small amount of time could have had one or two goals. Like that's how good he is. So he can play at the next level. We're lucky to have him in San Diego here because he he has shown quite a bit this year. But he, like you know, really like everybody on this team, has bought in. Like that's what's so awesome. That's bought in. I've got a role. 
this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to help this team. And it's so he's been a lot, a lot of fun to watch, just like guys in the past, like Barry, like Guido, right? Like these guys, you know, are making that kind of impact. All right. So upcoming next on Saturday night, Indy 11, Jack Cronin, walk us through an average week in your life. All right. Match week at home. You're going to be on a call coming up like you are this week as best you, you know, you can not every last second chronicling, but what is a, a week of prep like, especially when you're preparing for somebody uh, unlike Vegas lights in years past, where we saw them every other week where you're preparing for somebody who we've never seen before. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm very lucky in that we call all the games at home for San Diego. So my prep for San Diego is very basic. It's uh, it's knowing what we're doing on the sponsorship side and the logistics side on the taping side on the opens, like those kind of things. It's very basic. Um, what are my logistics? And that goes back to some of this call stuff. If you're in this business, knocking out the very easy logistical, you know, the reads and the infrastructure and the talk back and all that stuff. If you've got that stuff locked down and it, it's easy and you don't overcomplicate it, that makes the game and the broadcast that much better. So for San Diego, I've got a running sheet of notes, running, um, uh, roster and breakdown and notes and storylines and schedules and all that. It's very easy to update because I'm just doing one game. But then to your point, yeah, we, you know, sometimes it really depends league to league, game to game, team to team. Um, some teams want to get out there and talk. Um, I talked to Hartford before that game extensively. They were really awesome. They said, hey, we love that you're, you're doing the game. What can we do for you? And so I talked to them uh, on a phone call, getting ahead of it going through the roster, going through the pronunciations. The league has a much better infrastructure this year in that every team is now available in that way, talking to coaches, to communications folks, to, uh, you know, they have that where in years past it's not been there. A lot of that's pandemic, but that, that stuff is all there. So if you're a broadcaster, it's actually pretty easy to get yourself ready to go. And then it's mostly on game day getting in the mindset, almost like a meditation to where, what are my one or two things that this game means? And then we're going to focus on that. We're not going to overcomplicate it. We're not going to have 50 things that the viewer has to pay attention to. What are the one or two things we need to know about today? And how do you work those into the broadcast? Um, and then once you've gotten all that down, you can watch the game and react to it. So do you have any, even as we're recording here, middle of the week, by the time people listen to this, we'll be closer to match day. And do you have any like initial thoughts? Do you already start mentally in your mind when you get a spare moment from the million other things that you got going on and in the universe of Jack Cronin, do you already start thinking about what it's going to be and how you're going to present it on Saturday? I mean, it's going to be, you know, first of all, it's, it's back to being a night game. It's the third one in a row at home. Um, it's coming off a loss where, we have had the best goal in franchise history, but uh, for San Diego, it's, it's about bouncing back. How do they get one or three points coming out of this year? And this is a stretch where they, you know, they think, Hey, you probably get some points here in this stretch at home after being away for eight weeks at home. So I think that's one of the things. And then looking at where, you know, Hey, where players are, what are they reacting? Like we talked about with Vassell, got a little bit of a rest. Didn't get to see him as much. Does he come back now? Uh, he's looking for his ninth goal. He's already got one taken away in an own goal ruling, which is okay. Uh, he's among the league leaders. How do they, how does the team bounce back there to what happened on Sunday, even as good as that day was atmosphere, crowd fans, and then obviously Guido's goal. 
Yeah. Um, one of the big changes for you this year is working with Sal Zizo from time to time, including over the weekend as well. How has it gone so far with your new working partner? He's been fantastic. And I, I, as you guys know, I think the world of Shannon McMillan, she's one of my favorite people in the universe. She's just, she, those two years and what she's doing right now. I mean, the reasons for folks who don't know, the reason why she's not on as many games this year is because she's working at the game itself. She got a promotion. And she's working at the game and during the week in the front office. Mm -hmm. And she just didn't have the time. She wants to do it, and she will be doing some of these here. But she she has she had opportunities to go other places, and she didn't. She stayed with Loyal, and she has taken a greater role with this team. And that has been a blessing to all of us here. So, But then you get Sal, who's the first signing, first captain, who is a guy who can do anything he wants. You know, he can do, he could be a broadcaster. Uh, he could be a coach. He could be in the front office somewhere. He could be, he's scouted before. Um, you know, he could still play probably. Like he's, uh, he's just a guy who's got endless possibilities. And he's been wonderful. He's been fantastic to work with. He brings great energy, great knowledge. He breaks down the game. He sees the game. He knows all the players still. So he's got great insight here, uh, talking to the guys during the week, texting with the guys, talking to them and talking to Landon. Uh, and then he's, I think one of his best qualities is that he's curious. He asks questions about the game, about the broadcast, about the behind the scenes stuff. Hey, how do we do this? What do we do here? Hey, what, what, you know, Hey, what's this like? Oh, okay. Is this what we're doing this? He's his curiosity about life, the industry, uh, the, that he wants to be better. Like he, man, that, if you don't have that quality, that, Hey, ex asking the extra question, that curiosity in this business, then you're not going to go as far as somebody who does, who's open to it. And he's certainly got it. That's my favorite thing about it. He, he just, he loves learning and asking questions and he gets better every time. He's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're very lucky that he, he chose like a sports path in his life, but he's definitely right. one of those people, whatever path he, he would choose, he would find success just because of that. What you just explained, yeah. he asks questions. He's always looking yeah. to improve. So that's a really important quality, whether it's sports or not. We saw the third kit for the first time ever over the weekend. What did you think? My personal opinion, and this isn't my question. I'm just going to throw it out there. I think the <laughs> third kit, I think the third kit looks better on television than the Tory green. I'm not saying it's my favorite kit. I'm not saying it's a better kit. <laughs> Maybe I am but I'm saying it looks better on TV. What did you think of the third kit? I thought it was awesome. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it because I saw on social media, some of the colors. And I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to like that color or not. It's a lighter. I like a darker, but then seeing it in person, it, it works, man. It pops. It's on TV. It works. It works in the crowd. The best thing here's, I mean, this is kind of random, but I love how it contrasts with the dark green shorts and then the light green tops and light green socks that makes it pop. So I love, it. I think it's great. I think, uh, it's, it's among my favorites. I still like the third Jersey from the first couple of years, the charcoal, uh, loyal Jersey a lot, but the, the man, the Siempre Leal is really, really impressive. And I, I was like, man, okay, I'm going to reserve it. I want to see it in person myself. And it was awesome. Do you uh, agree with the newest banner that was hung in the supporter section this past weekend that loyal and Charlie football should give Alejandro Guido what he wants and make him some short shorts? Yeah. I mean, come on. I, I don't, it, why, how, what is to lose there? I mean, seriously, didn't you guys bring us up on the show before? Like what's, what's to lose? I, I, I was told, like I was told at the match that it was actually brought up by the locals podcast, like more than a year ago, there was oh, a whole breakdown okay. of the shorts, but yes, Guido yeah. did talk to us about it as well. 
the man wants shorter shorts. Want so short shorts? What he wants. You score goals like that, you can wear whatever you want. If he wants, well, I'll just leave it at that. It's only it can only help promote your product. <laughs> if you, if you give him one of the best players out there, he's a fantastic soccer player, a great guy, he's a good looking guy. Like, let's get out there and promote this. Let's do it. I think it's fantastic. Like, so I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Although, to be honest, it can't be that hard for him to roll the shorts up. Like, it's not, he's been doing it his whole career. So like in that end, they're like, probably like, okay, it's not that hard. Cronin with, with the whole logical approach of like, is it that difficult to roll up your shorts? But, I mean, it's been working for him. He's, you know, he's a world-class <laughs> player. Like, it's pretty good. So I, I think it'd be great from a fun promotional standpoint, but I think he's fine either way. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. I think the phrase is just look at those legs. Like, how could, I mean, that's the that's the marketing right there. I feel like there's more that goes into it too, not just tucking the shorts up into the sliders. I, I mean, there's almost like a glistening that goes on <laughs> with his legs. I, I don't know how to explain it. I, I don't know that it's perspiration. I'm it's not called saying that sweat. I don't. Is it or or is he doing a little oil thing there? I'm not sure. I'm just asking oh, questions. I don't interesting. know. Interesting. I don't know. <laughs> interesting. Maybe it was the Buena so Vista. That, are those PEDs? Is that a, considered a PED? <laughs> a little bit of, well, I think it's some, it's an some oil treatment on the thigh. It is a little bit of oil glistening, right? You know, sort of happens. Well, he's the way, he, he told you guys the story of how it started. So, uh, you know, there's yeah. there was something that, uh, that there's, brought there's him to that point. Topical application. I'm just saying <laughs> there's, there's right. history there with that. <laughs> Jack Cronin, right. you're the best. We love you. Yes, we do. Thank you, guys. Likewise. Likewise. No getting it done. USL, San Diego Loyal SC, Las Vegas Lights FC. Look at Alejandro Guido. Oh, shooting that one from far beyond the box. That dart into the corner for Guido. Let's take a look at the Western Conference standings presented by the Bright App, the world's leading platform for personal training available on the App Store and Google Play. Darren, what's the latest? All right, Jordan, uh, even after dropping three points at home this past weekend, still a pretty, pretty solid positioning for Loyal in the Western Conference standings. Colorado Springs switchback sitting up on top at 33 points. San Antonio, 31. Loyal, 25 points. They have played 15, which is a little bit more than the clubs ahead of them. New Mexico sitting fourth with 25. Sac Republic, which will be as has been in an action this week in the U.S. Open Cup, 25 points in fifth. El Paso, 25th, uh, 25 points and six, and RGV rounding out your top seven. SD Loyal is going to welcome in Indy 11 this week, Jordan. They're in the Eastern Conference. They're sitting seventh, just above the playoff cut line. They played 14 matches, six wins, five losses, three draws, a total of 21 points, and they've been pretty solid over the last couple of years. But first time we'll see them at Torero Stadium upcoming this Saturday night, just past seven o'clock with Jack Cronin on the call. Like I said earlier, man, wasn't that a lot of fun? That's so much fun on Sunday. I, I, I'd love to know from Alejandro Guido, since we talked about his goal so much in this podcast already, I'd love to know where he ranks that goal amongst all the goals that he scored in his career. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a very good question. I, it, it's gotta be up there. I would imagine he seems at the very least, he seems this way. He seems like he's having an absolute blast playing with San Diego loyal. Like there are definitely stories, especially at this level where guys are playing just to, to continue playing, to continue to give them the chance. Quite frankly, some of them, what else are you going to do? This is all, you know, um, Guido seems to really have taken control over this stage of his career and not only controlling what he's doing on the field and improving when not, not every player does that. 
he's taking a step forward and he seems to be enjoying doing it, which mm -hmm. listen, he's controlling his own story and that is freaking awesome. I love yeah. that about all Very vocal too. You see him vocal with teammates. You see him vocal with the coaching staff. I don't know exactly what the context is and, and what those conversations are, but I like that too. And one could, could only presume Jordan that that comes from feeling good physically that, you know, he's always had this great mind. He's always had this great mind since he was a teenager, you know, now an adult married man, but that, that has to, those things have to be somehow connected how he's feeling physically. Might I also say too, before we sign off, how great Torero stadium looked, not just cause it was daytime and it was sunny and it was warm and people were getting suntans and families were there. Your family was there. Other families were there as well. The signage, the TIFO, the supporter section, some of the new signing signs that we saw in the supporter section from, from anything from Guido's shorts to the low rider. I thought the low rider banner was just tremendous. So the place looked fantastic there in person, I really thought. So kudos to those that show up early. We mentioned we were there early, went to the brewery down the hill where people show pregame a little bit. Those dudes, before they go to the brewery, they go to Torero Stadium, so they set that stuff up. So, you know, kudos to them. That is that is not a very uh, quick process. That that mm -hmm. takes a little bit of time and effort and energy, and you got to get up there early. you got to want to do it, especially if you're going to want a pregame. Yeah. I would imagine it feels like a thankless job at times. I will say that, and I don't know if we've done a good enough job of saying it, but like we're very lucky to have the locals and Chavos and the yeah. group, the supporters with San Diego Loyal. We're very lucky to have the people that we do have uh, and, supporting this club. And the Sampre Leal shirts. Since very we had a chance to see them for the first time, they look tremendous. They look very good. I, I'll always use this because um, I just, I firmly believe it the the supporters have been the heartbeat of the club and they continue to be the heartbeat they're, they're the pulse there inside Torero stadium during every single match um you can you can roll players out and play a soccer game all you want you could do that anywhere but unless people are there supporting you and watching you what does it matter so yep. it's a pretty big deal they are the heartbeat um yep. and so one other thing i wanted to bring up before i do darren I want to bring up that San Diego Community Power is a non-for-profit public agency committed to providing clean, renewable energy at competitive rates and investing in innovative programs that benefit our communities. Visit sdcommunitypower.org to learn more about cleaner energy choices. I don't know if we're breaking this news. I don't know if it is even news, but uh, this Friday, Petco Parkland and Donovan going to be throwing the first pitch. Padres take it on the Phillies from Petco. He doesn't kick it, does he? I don't know. We've seen soccer players do that in the past. I hope they don't ask him to do something hokey like that. Dude's been retired for years. Come on. Yeah. I hope they don't make him kick, kick it. He could throw it. He could throw a strike. Now the real question is what kind of pitch does he throw? Is he, is he bringing the heat? Is he going with the off speed? Does he have a little cut in that system? I don't know. What does Landon Donovan throw? And who catches it? Who's the catcher? Can you, you can find on YouTube. You can actually find video of Landon Donovan throwing out a first pitch. I want to say it was at Wrigley Field. The U.S. men's national team was playing there. I want to say early 2000s, late 90s. And he threw out a first pitch. Yes, at I've Wrigley? actually looked that up. Yes. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, he was there. Also, I will, while you're looking this up, I will take this opportunity to promote something uh, that I had the opportunity to do, which was a sit-down interview, which was rather lengthy, by the way, multiple hours with Kyle Vassell, who is a fascinating person. I mean that. And I don't say it's just to sell an interview. It's video we went out to dinner uh i have to thank um the staff at, at sd loyal for setting this up for coming up with this concept that we went out had a little bit of sushi bankers hill 
Kyle Vassell showed up, told us some amazing stories about life growing up, where he's from, how he grew up, how he got into football, how he got into, into um, professional soccer, how he got to the States, his relationship with Charlie Adams, what it's like scoring goals, promotion, relegation. It's just, it, you know, just getting the opportunity to really sit down and get to know somebody like this. Uh, it, it's, you know, especially in, in the USL championship, you don't think you're going to have very long sometimes with some of these players, roster transition, turnover, things like that. But be on the lookout for that on the SD Loyal social media channels and on their YouTube page. It is, it is coming out. Um, some, if it's not out already, you can go ahead and you can find it. But Kyle Vassell, just a really, really interesting fella. And I think if you are a fan of this podcast, if you are a fan of this club, you will want to give that a listen. Darren, really well done. I'm, a, I'm excited to watch that. While you explained all of that, I watched Landon Donovan's first pitch at Wrigley Field in a video from U.S. Soccer's YouTube page that was posted back in 2007, <laughs> September 7th, 2007. I will tell you, uh, video clips and video footage looks a little bit different in 2007 on YouTube than it does here in 2022. Is that where we are? Uh, Landon Donovan went with a backwards cap which was yeah. the very first thing I noticed. He went with the Ken Griffey Jr. style, rocked the cap backwards. Uh, he was wearing jeans. They gave him a Cubs jersey to wear while doing this. And it looks like white sneakers. He delivers a fastball. Yeah, we'll call that a fastball. Um, <laughs> it, it definitely missed high. And if you're a left-handed batter, that would have been high and tight, likely would have... It, it would have touched your jaw. I don't would know. Would have cleared the benches. I don't know if it would have broke your jaw, but it may have touched it. Um, but he's rocking the backwards cap, looking very sharp, Landon Donovan. There. What are you expecting? Field. What are you expecting at Petco Park? I'm expecting another fastball, but I'm expecting a little bit more control this time around. On the mound, he goes backwards cap. On Why the mound on the... or in front of the grass? No, he's got to be on the mound. He was on the mound at Wrigley gotta be on the mound man like he's on the rubber at wrigley are you allowed yeah. to do that anymore what are they gonna do what are they i gonna don't do? know what are you gonna do throw you out that's a good point just do Dam it damage is done apologize later darren's well, philosophy i love it exactly right well, if they kick you out it's too late you're already i recommend everyone maybe i'm gonna post a few screenshots of, of these images below the podcast <laughs> when it comes out because this is i'm glad darren brought it up i have never seen that video before it's very good yeah, I think Steve Sharundalo's in that video as well. A whole bunch of guys who it's were like playing whole, for U.S. soccer, yeah. It's more than four minutes long. It's a whole recap. Yeah. Like I said, 2007, very different in videos than 2020, 2022. I can't say that today. All right, Darren. I think we got it all. Today. I love hanging out with Jack Cronin. He's the one who hired me at 1090 back in the day. You know that? I did not. Yeah. He was my intern back at 1090. Did you know really? that? So I have you guys to blame. Thanks a lot. Yes. Yes. To blame for this terrible life that you have. I love you both. <laughs> I love you both. I will chat with you soon. Bye, Darren. Peace.